Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Uh, I like it though. It's dangerous. weird. It's, it's dangerous. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to kill. If Mikey Burton doesn't survive, this is, it'll be this my is fault. The last this, is the, this is the last thing you'll hear of him. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. This show is about commercial art, finding a balance between making a good living and making great art. I'm your host, Andy J. Miller. You thought I was going to say pizza, but I didn't. <laughs> Illustration Age is our proud syndicate. We love those guys. Our music is brought to you by Yoni Wolf and the band Y, and also Metavari. Go check out their stuff at soundcloud.com slash Metavari. Let's jump in. Today on the show, we have a real treat for you. Uh, I spent the afternoon hanging out with my buddy Mikey Burton a few weeks ago. We, we went and got pastries with some friends. We uh, sat at a local letterpress studio called Igloo uh, and had a long chat. And then we also dangerously continued the conversation while I drove <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it's a long thing. It's kind of, there's several pieces that kind of get put together, but I just I just thought I'd give it all to you. Um, it was a super fun conversation, and I think you're going to have a good time listening to it. I really, really love Mikey. He is a super good dude. He has just a really big heart, and I think it just shines through everything that he does. I think that just... E- Every little thing that he makes has a funny idea that's kind of uh, endearing most of the time, and I just really appreciate that. I think it's really hard to create designy illustration, as he would call it, that feels so personable and human, and that's why I wanted him on the show. If you need an introduction to this chap, he has done many, many things. He's worked for Converse, ESPN, Target, The New York Times, Time Magazine, Esquire, just to name a few of the smaller clients that he's worked with. Um, He's won awards from Art Directors Club, Communication Arts, Print Magazine, you know, all the the, uh, minor awards in the uh, commercial arts. Uh, he is as legit as they come and honestly recording or not, 
I would have had a great time hanging out with him. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, AndyJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. I really, really appreciate it, and I can't wait to hang out again soon. I'm sure you're all going to really dig this conversation, and hey, don't forget, I launched the creativepeptalk.com website recently, and you can go there and sign up to the newsletter where you can get an email every week and say, hey, the new episode's out. Don't miss it, so go check that out. It's right on the front page. There's a button. You can just click it and sign up. Thanks for everybody that's been signing up and all the love and support there. Guys, get ready to learn a few things. Well, you'll, you might learn something, but I hope you just have a good time listening to a ridiculous chat with my good buddy, Mikey Burton. I gotta get this chair moving right and right <laughs> before we make All right. I feel like I'm touching the table. Okay, it's okay. Uh, here's the main question that I wanted to ask you. I thought of this. This took me all morning, I've been thinking about this question, which is Do you think it's fair that a moose gets pumpled just for your drinking pleasure? What? The pumple moose, LaCroix. Oh. I didn't, 
I was hoping you would connect it, and you would. It would be. It didn't work out as well no, as I hoped no, I it would have. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Pample moose. That's pample moose. I thought we're pump. They're pumpling the moose to get the juice. <laughs> Oh, Andy. Uh, there's yeah, and uh, was uh, a follow up even more serious is 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 it Lacroix? La, uh, La well, Lacroix. It's it is Lacroix. Right. But so you've that's where you've ended up. No, it is Lacroix, but that's how you say it. It's okay. a French word. That's how you say it. Okay. But Lacroix is a river in Wisconsin. Okay. And that's where they get the water. In, it's in America, right? <laughs> okay. Yes. And the brand themselves have adapted saying Lacroix. Lacroix, because they, they say it's the tagline is "Enjoy Lacroix," which doesn't make any sense. So if that's the final word on that. We're not gonna. It's 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 not a great answer. It's a terrible. It's answer. a terrible answer. It's, <laughs> but which is your favorite flavor? I don't. I, I'm kind of out of it now. You're done. I'm done with them. They they wouldn't give me but any you're sponsorship. Just, you're, you're I, keeping up the ruse for your your personal brand. I've, I've switched to other a different pamplemousse. Oh, cheating! I, what are you I, What are I, you drinking these days? I just drink uh, Perrier. Perrier. I like how that. that. How would you say that in American? Though? Perrier. 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 I actually got a soda uh, this soda week. Soda stream? Oh no. No, I I thought about it, but I got a <laughs> uh, I got a soda. I got. A sparkling water, yeah, zero calories, yeah, and that's where we're at. It turns out it was just a diet soda. <laughs> called it was called sparkling water, zero calories. No flavor. No. You no, know, it was like a black raspberry, and I just thought, oh, it's like a knockoff Lacroix. You got you and got, it you turns out it was like Fanta. You got took. I did. I got totally took. Um, uh, so. You went to... You're in Brooklyn now, right? Yep. The first place I want to talk about. Why, why'd you do that? Um, no real reason. No real reason. <laughs> um, maybe there was a lady involved. A lady involved, okay. Maybe there was a lady involved. Yeah, maybe not. Um, maybe I uh, just have a bunch of friends there. Yeah. Um, How long have you been there? I've been there since the end, or the middle of December. Okay, so, so not that long. Like, what is that? Six months, five months? I, I can't do that math, but uh, what have, what's it been like? Do you have a studio? You working with Just working other out people? of the apartment right Okay. Um, that's a little stressful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all right for, it's all right for now. I can, I can deal Are with you, it for now. Okay, Are you gonna get a place to work? Maybe. It's so expensive. Let's oh talk about gosh. this. I want so to talk expensive. about... Yeah, all right. Is I, your apartment I don't even know. super I don't even, expensive? Yeah. The apartment's expensive. I don't even know how long I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the person I met, I went on a long road trip. You? I know about... The, well, I want to talk about the road trip. I was on a long road trip last year. Yeah. Um, which was very fun. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot about myself. Good. It's like <laughs> being in the desert. Um, so that was great. Were but you I, fasting? I, no. Okay. I met somebody on the road trip. All right. Hijinks. And she happened to live in New York. Okay. And I randomly met her in Philadelphia. I didn't even go to New York. Okay. Trip. Randomly met her in Philadelphia. Um, and we hung out there. We talked. And then she 
when I was on the West Coast, eventually she flew out and met me there. Right. And uh, it was great. And yeah. I was like, I really like this person. I'm going to move to the city for her. Yep. Um, among like, I'm not trying to like. <laughs> I feel like I I'm, don't. I don't. I. This is awkward because I don't. <laughs> there's no other way. There's no other way to say like. I didn't move there for work reasons. I yes. moved there for like total... Romance. It was a total personal reason. Right. Like yeah. I have a bunch of friends there. Like most of my friends that I lived in Philly with. Yeah. Like they worked at the agency. I worked there. Like I worked with them. Yeah. And they live there now. All my college friends live there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been awesome to reconnect with a bunch of people now. Yeah. That I've, you know, I live there. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we're pretty serious. I don't know if we'd stay there forever. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's fun right now. It's like being on vacation in a way. Yes. Yeah. Vacation prices. Right. Thank you. <laughs> God, right. Well, let's, t- I would love to just grill you about your relationship, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about that. What is this like? What kind of, what's a, uh, it's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, but so, you know, I think one of the things I talk about a lot is like keeping your overhead low and all of that. Do you, is this what this is? Yeah. Because Um, you can do design and illustration and lots of creative things with almost no money. It's kind of like, I like how much it's like alchemy, like take a piece of paper, turn it into $500. You know what I mean? That's that's amazing. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am under the same feeling. Yeah. Uh, my dad was, my dad still is. My dad still is, is, a, is a jeweler. He's a third generation jeweler. What? He worked out of the house for like my whole, basically my whole life. Okay. Um, which was great. Like, in his own shop? Yeah, in his own shop. He just did jewelry repair for all the stores around town. That's cool. So like working out of the house like seems very natural to me. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy it. Uh, and I think that, you know, I, I work out of my apartment now, which isn't ideal just because it's very tiny. Yeah. But it does keep overhead low. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always been a huge fan of that. Yes. Um, just because it is. You can, you know, save a lot of money and just work out of your house. Why, I th- why do you yeah. need to go somewhere else all the time? And know? I never have. I've, I'm thinking about, I'm actually pretty seriously considering getting a, uh, an office kind of space. Um but it's taken me forever because it's so esoteric. The value of it is like, yeah. what is the value? It's so it's hard to grasp what you're actually getting out of it. I've done it. Yeah, it's. I shared a space when I lived in Chicago with a few people. How long were you there? Uh, just maybe around a year. Okay. Um, but when I was there, there was a place called uh, Rational Park. Okay. And uh, it was great. It was kind of like they'd been around for a couple of years and they were looking, they had a desk open. Yeah. I went over there and tried it out and uh, it was great. I mean, they were all, it was funny because most of them did do like some sort of illustration. Yeah. But they were, they were like me in the same way. They were coming at it from a different way. Right. Like, cause I started as a graphic designer and like kind of fell into illustration. They all were um, industrial designers. Okay. So they had a completely different approach than I did. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see them like, you know, using 
I don't use a Wacom tablet. Yeah, yeah. They have like these yeah. giant ones, and they're like drawing and I'm the latest gear. Latest? No, I don't know about the latest gear, but they oh. just use like much better stuff. And they're like, you use a mouse. <laughs> like that's how you get your textures. Like, you print them off that little weird printer over yeah. there in the corner, <laughs> and they'd like make fun of me. But no, there was, was a great experience. So that did you ever uh, get work from anybody? Uh, I think I got work from some of the guys in the studio. Yeah. Um, and it was good just because they, like, I don't think any of us were very, like, crazy social. Like, uh -huh. not like where you go in and you're, like, distracted the whole time. Yeah. Everybody would, like, like you'd go in and you'd laugh a little bit and everybody put their heads down and work really hard. Right. Um, and I like that. That's it, a concern of mine. Yeah. Yeah. You get, I want to do YouTube videos for five hours, you know? That's what I'm more, I don't know why, but in my mind I'm thinking these collaborative workspaces. It's like, I just saw seven YouTube videos you have to see. I think there's a little bit of that, right. but like I think... I mean, I don't mind a YouTube yeah. video. I, don't I think there's a little bit of that, but I think it's, it was always welcome. Right. Like, and I never felt like I wasn't getting stuff done. I felt like I was getting out of my apartment and I was really like, you know, focusing when I was there. It made me more focused than the time I was at the studio. You're more productive? Yeah. That's my suspicion. Yeah. I feel like that gray area between home and work causes... You two, when you're not working, you're like being less of a regular person at your house because the work's there. Yeah. And then when you're working, you're kind of not totally at work. So it's just like, yeah, the opposite of being productive. Yeah, totally. Um, I wanted to talk to you about illustration as a word. And I don't want to go, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to try to deconstruct it, but... Um, you can. I'm not going to... Every time... Man, it's your podcast. Every time you can I do start, what you want. <laughs> every time I start talking about words, I feel like most uh, designers, illustrators, instantly shut down and, and, their, and their, their attitude is, it doesn't matter. Doesn't, and I understand. To a degree, it's semantics yeah. and whatever. But I'm really fascinated. When I moved back, uh, I came from graphic design. That's where I did my schooling <laughs> my schooling <laughs> at, uh, as a designer and uh, and anyway I, I kind of landed in illustration too but then I started like unpacking what that means in America uh, the illustration world hmm. do you feel connected to the illustration industry or the history of illustration uh, I don't okay as much right maybe because I look at I still look at things through a graphic design lens, I think. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely not... Like, what's the, what's the society? The Society of Illustrators. I don't know. I don't... I don't know very much about it either. I listened to some podcast this weekend. Some guy was complaining about... Was it that. Uh, the Anonymous podcast? Yeah. I loved it. He was... I loved that. It was, oh, I, so I, good. I loved, I loved just the resolution from it. Uh, like, the, he, they went really deep. Yes, and, like, they really did. looked at him. After the event, and that, it was really interesting. Um, Do you know who it was? I think I looked it up. I, I feel like I did a little googling. I tried it, a but little, I a little hunting, <laughs> and I think I figured out who it was. Oh my gosh! And it's, you, it's you, Andy. It's been <laughs> How did you know? I put it on a voice and everything. I changed the location. I was asking you. Do you feel separation? No, from like, illustration? he was talking about like the illustrators. Yeah. Guild or whatever. The Illustration Guild. The Illustration Guild. And I never felt that. Uh-huh. Um, I remember 
Have you been celebrated by the society? I've never entered or yeah. anything like that, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I enter like communication arts, right? Because like, that's all I, you know, that's what I grew up looking at. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was. I don't know. It's different to me. It doesn't. I don't necessarily feel completely connected to it. But I know, like all graphic designers, probably view me like solely as an illustrator. Yeah. And Will Bryant says that when he's, it depends who he's around. So if he's, if he's around designers, then he calls himself an illustrator. And if he's around illustrators, he calls himself a designer. Yeah. Do you, I mean, is there any personal tension with that? Like, do you care? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> I don't what they call me. Damn what they, I don't care what they call me as long as I'm getting that baby. sweet money. <laughs> call me whatever you want. Just um, throw the cash over. I think I, I have a... Um, I don't care about labels like that. It's, yeah. It is what it is. I think I struggle as being the illustrator now and seeing where that goes. Why? I don't know. Because um, I think it's just... I think I'm, at, I'm definitely at like a, you know, a valley. Uh-huh. Like not like financially or anything yeah. like that. I think just creatively I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to take a lot of work to change what I fundamentally want to do. Okay. And I don't even know what that is. You don't know what it is? I don't know what that is. I, uh, that's interesting to put it that way. You know, my whole, the whole podcast is about the idea of a tightrope and it being like balancing, being financially secure and that working with being excited about what you're doing and that it's like a cycle that you're constantly pushing back and forth and the thing that you're excited about, nobody's paying you for. Once they're paying you for it, you're maybe bored of it. Then you want to do something different. Yeah. They're just kind of, I don't know, it's cyclical. But uh, what? I think maybe I have a, I had a s- simpler mind or something for so long. Because I was so, <laughs> like, when I started doing, like, editorial stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many years ago now. Like, yeah. This is probably, like, my sixth year as, like, a freelancer. Yeah. Um, I was really into it. I was so excited to do the work. I was so engaged to like wake up in the morning and like solve problems and yeah. Uh, for some reason, that's changed a lot. Uh-huh. Like I don't. It's not as engaging to me. Like I rather make something for me in a way. Yes. And see where that goes. Um, I'm in a similar zone. Yeah. Actually, it used to be I get an email and if it had a, you know, the client had some weight. If it was a cool client, yeah, I'd be excited about it. And I, if you're listening, I still am excited about it. <laughs> I still need to pay those bills. And I, no, honestly though, like there are still things about the, the client work that's fun. Yeah. But I have found that, you know, doing stuff for myself is more fulfilling. Yeah. I think it has to do with like, uh, that process of learning the type of work that I want to make. Yeah. And now that I'm in there, I'm ready to do that stuff. I feel like it's just such a, it's such a process of making though. Right. Which is interesting. Why? Like, what do you mean? Like, you have to m- make a bunch of stuff to figure out what you want to make. I think exactly. Which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, I've made like mountains of things. Like, yeah, I've made so much work in my life. Like when I moved to New York, like not that long ago, I probably bought like a magazine or something. Like an art director sent me a magazine of everything I'd made in the past six years, and it was just like bang. What boxes. was that magazine? Like, no, like, magazines. Oh, okay. Like, bank boxes full of, like, oh, magazines. Oh, yeah, right. That okay. I had, like, work in. Right. And I was like, I don't want to drag all this shit with me. Yeah, to yeah. New York. So I, like, meticulously sat down with, like, an X-Acto knife and, like, cut up. You cut them out? Yeah. 
What did you do with it? What did you do with all this? I, like sp- I, I, I put them in a folder, and it uh. was still like a it was still like one bank box full of stuff. Oh my gosh! And it's like, I don't know. I feel like it should be easier, but it's not. The process is never easy. Yeah. It's like I need to like set. I it's like I, I know I need to set this aside time to like focus on my own stuff and like get back to that fresh like beginning creating getting start. excited yeah yeah uh i remember early on people saying you know pe- industry leaders talk i mean like jim kudal did a creative morning talk yeah. about going clientless and i remember thinking are you crazy like why would you want to yeah. do that uh and then recently feeling that you know client fatigue and then really jazzed about the podcast and that yeah. art and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what kind of stuff? Ha- do you have any inklings of what's ex- exciting you right now? Mm, I think it's the personal life that's like more exciting. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny because like I feel like I always wonder where that comes from. Like the need to like. I was so satisfied by doing client work for so long. Mm-hmm. And that is like the idea of like a designer mm-hmm. is like doing that, you know, client work. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like as an artist, I'm not as creative. Like I always need a brief. Oh, you I mean need, like you like, need a brief? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like in the past couple of years, I started doing like food stuff, uh-huh. which is goofy and dumb and silly, but, but great. But I think people really enjoy it. And I do, I, I have, I see things happening with that. I loved those big posters that you did. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. What was the, how did that all happen? What, what was the idea there? Or what, like, as um, soon as I saw him, I just thought, why did he make them so big? They're, that's such a cool, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it sounds like the oh, worst no, way to say that. No, but when I saw it, I thought, man, what an I, that's a cool idea. And they look so like... They look, I don't know, they look great in the space. They look intense and awesome. Um, it was just, it was for a uh, little show I had in Chicago at a brewery. Okay. And they asked me if I wanted to be, like, have, like, a little show. And I was like, okay. And uh, they had, like, a beautiful, like, bar. Yeah. And they were like, you know, this is the wall you have to fill the space with. And I was thinking about just doing, like, 18 by 24. Mm-hmm. But, like, I felt like if I did it, like, twice that size... Like, it would just take up more room. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like that. <laughs> and, 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 like, just, like, and the whole idea was just, like, I didn't want to print them them. I didn't want it to be that expensive, so yeah. that's why they were just one color on right. bright paper. Um, but I felt like I did what I wanted to do there. But, but I, even that is you responding to a problem. Yeah. We've got giant space, Yeah. and that causes an interesting solution. It's, like, yeah. very designery. But I think it was also... I guess it was, I don't want to, I don't even want to call that food stuff art, like my right. art, but it yeah, is something yeah. I really enjoy to do, but it's like, they asked me to do, it's usually the events they have is like art and it was, it would think, it would think it was like, it's a brewery, but they do like an art and whiskey event. Yeah. And I asked them if I could do art and food. Right. So that's like they, the chef actually did a couple of items on the menu that related to the food somehow. And it was like a, like a fun. That's cool. It was fun. That's really interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. So are you, you think you're going to keep doing that project, the food project? Um, I think I'm going to do it in a different way. Okay. Um, I feel like being in New York, you're exposed to like the best food in the world. True. And like, I and have a lot s- of these are like 
cans and like pizza. I, I don't yeah. Know. No, but I think like it's like some of the best food in the world. Like I think like going to rush like I really like to eat. Me too. Like, I love it. Yes. Like going to restaurants, I feel like when I eventually move out of New York or something, uh-huh. like I won't I won't have as much uh get that opportunity as much. Yes. Um, so when I'm there, it's like, I want to document that in an interesting way. Oh, and have you started doing that? I started a little bit. Um, and then just maybe turning it into some kind of site or, you know, just like using it on Instagram or like, um, maybe then I think it's the idea of maybe I'll collaborate with my girlfriend on it Mm -hmm. and we'll actually, she loves to cook dinner, like have parties, like do different things. She's like a, she loves the host. host. Yeah. She loves the host things, and she also is like a really, really good cook. So the whole idea maybe is maybe we'd have a site that would be some recipes, some like party throwing tips, and like That's here's cool. a review of like this restaurant we ate at, we really enjoyed. Yes. Um, so it might just be like amping up that a little bit more. Uh huh. Um, which could be fun. And does that? I think the goal is to be like the Anthony Bourdain of drawing food. Right. Where you get to a point where you draw, you go to these restaurants and you write these little reviews, and people start to notice and they're like, "Oh, come and eat at a restaurant." Well, you know, I, that's awesome. Um, and it kind of happened the other day. Like we went to this. Um, my girlfriend's mom was in town, and she and we um, went out to eat at this restaurant we really like. And I drew a picture of it and just put it on a picture of the restaurant a picture of like the food we ate okay, right. on Instagram yeah. and then like somehow like during the meal they figured out it was me yeah they're like oh and they got us like a, they gave us like like dessert and like drinks and everything oh that's and awesome it was, like, it was like great was, like, like the best trick in the yeah, world yeah it was awesome yes um, but it's really fun so do you know you could just do 50% of your drawings just for food yeah. yeah, I would do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that uh, might be bad. Okay. Because <laughs> right. I already have like not the frame I want to have. Yeah. And then Man. it's just like, well, maybe. I have a conflict there that I made my website Andy J Pizza, and I actually this is embarrassing, but I can't eat pizza very much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. I mean, it's. it's I'm allowed. I got. I'm allowed. The older you get, like. I can't eat like red meat. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I had barbecue the other day and I felt like uh, absolutely terrible. Like yeah. I can't do it. And I love pizza, but it makes me feel. You just, happy. everybody. I'm uh, sorry. All your listeners are just like. Just to shut it off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, don't even like pizza. I do. I am like, I can eat giant amounts of pizza. But I just like the idea of pizza. Then I also gain tons of weight. People and, don't like pizza. People like the idea of pizza. It always sounds good. Then you have it, and you're like, oh, man. It always tastes good. It does taste amazing. I can eat tons. Let me ask you this. But it's always, it's the food It's the food of celebration. It is the food of celebration, yeah. I mean, mostly drinking a lot. Drinking but... and beer and pizza, yeah. <laughs> makes you feel terrible. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what? Let me ask you this. So you have, I feel like your uh, work has changed a lot. In the past couple of years, is that true? The food stuff seems fairly different. The, I, f- I feel like when I first encountered your work, it was really graphic and shape oriented, mm-hmm. and now it's a lot more line drawing. And there's a very specific. I know you still. I know. What? No, I'm just thinking. <laughs> uh, but you have this very like 
It's a very unique style that you developed. Was that from the food project? Mm -hmm. That you just, because of just making so much stuff? Uh, yeah, I think it was just using um, a different tool in Illustrator. Yeah. I was tired of using like the shape tool and the pen tool and then going towards something else. But then I also found um, a lot of that stuff I would do it on my phone. Really? Yeah. But how did you do that? There's like a, a Adobe usually has like really like bare bone kind of programs for your phone. Yeah. It's basically like the blob tool in a app. Um, a lot of the food drawings? Yeah. And how? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So do you, have you ever done it for a client? Yeah. Well, how do you do it? How do you get the, you just, the file? It just makes a PDF. It makes like a vector PDF. Uh, oh, that's crazy. I pulled it out so I could show them, but like, it just, you can. Yeah, you're doing my job here. He's showing me on the phone. That's <laughs> insane. But it's, it's, this is like the old one. This yeah. one's called Adobe Ideas. They don't make that one anymore, but I think they have something like Adobe Draw. Right. But it's just like, you can sit, I usually have like a stylus and I'll sit there and just like draw. Yeah. Like the food stuff. Right? That's crazy. Uh, and I think that was just a reaction to like sitting and like clicking. Yes. Like all the time. And I just like. And, and you're like, problem solving your own boredom. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's key. I think that's one of the most, some of the most interesting decisions come from like, all right, I'm sick of doing this. Yeah. How can I make it? Yeah. How can I not do this anymore? Well, I think it's like Adobe products. You don't have a deal with Adobe, do you? I don't. <laughs> I don't. You're not going to run I'm going to talk some shit then. <laughs> no, I, I, I think Adobe products, I don't. They hit like some level where they're just adding features for no reason. They're well, they have the monopoly, like, and then they, they don't, have you on retainer, and you're you know. They're like changing things so you can't. It makes it harder. I have to relearn how to do something all the time. Which is a weird I sound like thing. such an old person. I know, say that. But, but it's weird. But I just wanted to do like what it has always done, and it did so good. Now it's like going backwards. I'm making it harder. I also things. think that a lot of people that are kind of make classic work, approach it with like design fundamentals and they're not letting the tools lead the way. Yeah. Don't need many more features. Like no. the, it does the basic things that you need it to do. And I, I used to think that, you know, Illustrator was such a lightweight, this sounds really bad. I'm, what if Adobe does want to sponsor this one day? Oh, they know. All right. I think it's we, actually, I think this is part of their brand is people complaining. Compl about, <laughs> complaining about Their commercials are, are actually never, people complaining about Adobe, yeah. There, that was really. <laughs> there was it was like out of context. I think it was for some kind of marketing thing, but like yeah. it was like complaining about something, and I was oh like, my "This gosh. is funny." That's ridiculous. But I, you know, you would think I, I use Photoshop for everything, and I think, you know, I, your clients prefer you to use Illustrator a lot of the time because it's just more versatile for them, file wise. And I think uh, you use Photoshop. Yeah. Really? I know. Interesting. It's. Everybody's got their own thing. There's a lot of shame attached to it, but um, there's, I just have a lot of shame. That's, a That's fine. I just, uh, you have so many shapes in your work. That's why I always. I know. Them. I use the vector tool in Photoshop. Wow. Is that all right? I don't know. I think I think I mean, you gotta do. I was always fascinated um, about like the little friends of printmaking. Uh huh. They use Flash, right? They use, they use Flash. Today. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe it. But that's why it has that like certain quality to it's it. It's different. Yeah. yeah. And I. Yeah, and I, actually the pen tool in Photoshop works way differently. It feels clunkier 
like more rudimentary. Maybe not, but it, maybe I'm know. making it up. No, I don't know. But it feels like like less control. Yeah. And I actually like that because it's like I want really. It's supposed to be basic, and every time I go into Illustrator, I'm wobbling all over the shop yeah. with uh, the the pen tool. But I, you know, I think oh I'll try I'll get an Illustrator again because it's like a lightweight tool. But I feel like the newest ones, it's like as it's like running as slowly as Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That gaming, that's that, that adding a game into it is a little bit. Adding a, a game? I don't like know game, about that. Like you're like almost like, like if I'm using my phone to draw something. Oh, yeah. It's like adds, gamify? It, it like makes it limited. Yes. Like you're, what you're doing Your limitations. Is, it's setting a limitation, so that's, you know, maybe that's what the pen tool does for you. It does. Bit. It's like I like that it, I can't achieve some crazy, and I also don't want it to look super slick. Yeah. I wanted to. I'm, I'm gonna go back through and like. <laughs> I wanted to say. I wanted to say obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. I never thought you did. I was not. I was. I was never under the uh, assumption. Uh, yeah. Nice. Thanks. I'm just uh, I. I want to say like. I absolutely. He's making me say this. <laughs> the illustrations you do for the show each week yeah i absolutely love that thank you man i feel like they've really gotten like it. they keep getting better and better and better they do seem to get better i do think that <laughs> oh they are they're <laughs> definitely really good now no i'm, <laughs> I'm just saying just that just that exercise of like doing your own, having to do it doing your own editorial for your podcast it's, it's been like, super it's really clarifying good. it's really good i look back like even six months ago and i'm like what is this this is no. terrible so it's more do you about think that informs your podcast at all then i don't know I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, but it's a really good, I think more than anything, the, the, the lesson to be learned, Mikey. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The, the lesson that I'm taking from it is designing for yourself gives you lots of clarity when you have to be your own client. Yeah. Over and over and over and over and over. And it's made me really in tune with like, way more clear about what my like design or illustration values are like yeah. I've realized all the things that I hate and all the things I like and I think it but anyway I appreciate it I thought you were going to say in tune with your own body more. it makes me in tune with my <laughs> spirit and I, <laughs> I it's a I'm, yeah it's a, it's a self development um, but here's a question that I had for you Why is this you, going okay? this is going great Okay, good. I'm having a good time I think that's all that matters uh, I'm not actually recording it. We're just, I just wanted to talk to you. Uh, but I wanted to, what do you think that, I feel like your work is really, I think there are a lot of people that love what you do. And there are a lot of people that are influenced by you. And a lot of people that are fans of, what, of your work. Um, and what do you think it is about, do you have a sense of like what it is about what you do? that makes it different or makes it uh, appealing? Or do you, do you have, have you had a sense of like, this thing's working or this thing that I do? Um, hmm. Have you thought about that? I don't, I, I don't really know. Yeah. I feel like I do have an aesthetic, obviously. There's a style in my work. Yeah. But I think it goes back to, um, you know, just there's, I feel like I have some idea to the things I do. Yes. Like, I feel like there's some wit, some visual metaphor, some, you know, something's going on there other than just, like, a cool style. It seems... Right. I think having an idea to the work 
Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, I think that's the graphic designer part of me. Like, yeah. It is very heavily stylized, but there is always like some kind of like... Like a nugget of an idea. Not even if it's a good idea. Right. At least it's, <laughs> at least it's there's a, an idea. Yeah. And do you think, I mean, I think that a lot of that goes back to like your uh, personality that's different and interesting and f- playful. Okay. Do you, are you... <laughs> I always like calling people playful. Because the they always like squirm in their yeah, chair. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, like, like, you're so playful <laughs> and... Weird. Uh, I know, it's such a weird thing. But it is. I feel, I feel like you don't... There's a like... Uh, not taking things so seriously, even though the craft is high level, all the the jokes are always like. Oh, I don't take it seriously. Yeah, and I, like illustration, I probably even take less seriously. Cause I because I, I look at because I know I shouldn't necessarily be doing it. Why? Because I kind of stumbled into it in a weird way. Okay. Like I never thought about like. Like, some people go to art school and they're like, I'm going to do editorial illustration. Yes. And, like, that's not... I just wanted to do fun work. And, like, at some point, like, somebody from a magazine... I was actually wired. was one of the first ones I did was, like... Oh, yeah. I was just making, like, a gig, a gig poster work. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that looks really cool. Could you do something for the magazine? Can you do edit- an editorial piece? And, I, and, like, I didn't think I could. Yeah. But I said, yes, I'll try it out. <laughs> right, yeah. And it was... The first one was really rocky. Why? Because I, I don't... Didn't know what you were doing? I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I was sending them, like, final work. I wasn't sending them sketches. I was just sending them, yeah. like... You didn't know the process. Completely, like, the... fleshed out ideas. And they were all, like, totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean wrong? They were just, like, the wrong... Like, it was an article about, like, design thinking. And I was just sending, like, stuff that looked cool that didn't, like, didn't mean the right thing. What did they say? I, they were, like, going to fire me from the job. They were going <laughs> to, like... At some point, they're like, this is not good. You, we might have to get somebody else to finish this. And I was like, oh, let me throw some more stuff at you. Oh, my gosh. And something finally stuck, and that was fine. Were you and then, uh, emotional and, about the process? Uh, No. No. I mean, not any more emotional than I'd get any other time. Do you get emotional, what do you Mikey? Mean, what do you mean? I, like, what <laughs> kind of emotion? You I mean, know. like, me, like, stressed out eating, like, a, a bag of chips? Yes. Um, I... Probably there, yeah, but not like. Doesn't make me cry. No. Um, I've only cried maybe like once about about time. work. Yeah. I know any good interviewer would just say, "What? What would you, would you cry about?" But I feel as a friend, that's not the nicest thing to say. What would I? Do you cry want to talk about, about it? What did? Oh, you cry I'm a about? I'm a I'm a Midwesterner, Andy. Men, you like to cry. men men can't cry. They can't cry. They can't cry. I what cry you... all the time. Really? I, yeah. I love crying. I wish I could cry. I cry a lot more <laughs> I than I, I ever ha- wish well, I have, could cry. I mean, you have like kids though, so like, I think yeah, that softens. You've you. seen the, you've seen the birth, the circle of life. life. Like they say, when you see your child born, the first thing you think of is death. That you're, I think that you're gonna die. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's like the first thought. It's when of, fear is born. Yeah. In you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I think once I understand that more I probably you'll cry more I'll cry a lot yeah. more or a lot easier I find one of the things about you that uh, I find really interesting is I feel so much more neurotic about my career I don't feel like that probably as much as I used to like I feel mm. pretty good about where I am right now and I I feel like a lot of that neurotic behavior <laughs> neurotic like trying you know too hard or whatever um ended up 
it just backfires and it's not good for making art mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways. And although I feel le a lot less like that than I ever have, you seem very laid back about things. Is that accurate? Um, I think it's a there's a swirl of activity on the inside. Right. Of like, but I don't think I externalize it that much. I, I am pretty patient and I don't get too crazy about stuff right you're pretty even keel yeah uh what do you have do you have did you ever have like strong ambitions about your career yeah i yeah. mean i i that's still inside of me you still like, have that i feel like that drive I, i'll never not have that i think right now it's come to the point where i need to change something fundamentally what i'm doing but like because you've got to the end of that sequence end of the and, road yeah yeah I keep thinking, it. what if I play Boys to Men on it? Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like a cease and desist? Letter from Boys to Men? Yeah. That sounds That's the amazing. Worst thing. I'm queuing it up at this point right here. Uh, I'm really thinking about doing it. Uh, but what, because for me, I think I was always, I had, I do have a lot of ambition and maybe. Some of it's good and some of it's bad. Uh, I think a lot of times you get to people that have done interesting things with their career and it's hard to do any of those things with no ambition. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're at the conferences and you're hanging out and you're doing stuff, you know, everybody's friendly and it's all good, but secretly everybody wants to do cool stuff. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's... That's, yeah, everybody, I feel like everybody has that drive. I know you have that drive. Yes. I can tell by your work. Right. Like, you're different than me, but, like, you have the drive. Like, yeah. you can tell. Like, you can yeah. tell by, like, a lot of people. I don't, I think it manifests itself different in people. True. I feel like we're talking about, like, the force or, like, something <laughs> weird right now. Yeah. No, that's, that's bad. That's totally. bad. Yes. No. no, I'm not a nerd like that, but, like, um, I think it's just, I think I was much more, I had much more of a drive when I wasn't making money than when I started to it started to get more comfortable okay yeah you know, like I feel like the pressure of not like making when, money like I started we started me and my friend started like a company out of school um where we made like concert posters and we worked all what was that company uh, Little Jacket okay it's still around right they're still they're doing probably better now than they ever had before so okay um but you know we we just had to drive to make stuff and try stuff and I tr spent, like, the first four years of my career there. And I think even, like, the last year I made a salary. The f three years before that, I didn't make anything. Right. Yeah. And, like, it was bad. Like, my mom would, like, give me lunch money sometimes. Yes. Like, she, it was, it was tough. Like, but I was really This was, like, driven. a year out of school, did you say? Yeah. Okay. Or, like, right out of school. Like, we transitioned. There was, like, no delineation There's, between when uh, school started and... This started, you know, we just started, we all were in grad school together and we just started doing it. Um, and it was really hard to, I was very stubborn, even though I was poor, I wanted to make the work I wanted to be making. I didn't see that happening anywhere else. Yeah. So it just, I, it was really stubborn, but then 2008 hit and I, we really didn't have any money. So yeah. I had to do something. Right. So that's when I finished school. Because I hadn't taken classes since like 2005. Okay. Went back, finished my thesis, and then went to advertising for two okay. years. Okay. And that's where I learned a lot, too. 
All right. So that, I, those I first, knew, like, those I knew first I, lot of years were just me learning things. Uh, yeah. I knew all of that, but I had it all jumbled in my timeline. It's hard. It's, it's a weird timeline because I started school, then we started a company, then I finished school way later. Right. And I didn't actually graduate. I, it was just like an unfinished degree for a long time. Okay. And momentum started picking up after graduate school. Um, I think that's when a lot of things kind of came together. Why it's, do you think? I know it's really hard to talk about this in like a talk. Right. To like lay it, lay out this whole like groundwork. But like, I think like all the things I was doing to that point, like I'd made a bunch of work at the first company I was at that we didn't ever show. Because yeah. Yeah. We didn't have a website for like years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I had won a couple of different things. Um, I'd won like the art directors club, um, young guns thing. I'd won yeah. the print magazine thing. Was that when you'd done the book covers and everything? Yeah. Right. And I, th I just, those book covers just had started like getting circulation more. Stephen Heller like, like Stephen reviewed Heller it. Yeah. Stephen Heller wrote a really nice post about it. Um, and then it actually became a, a clothing line. Um, which, you know, that was cool. And all those things... That's been all over the place. Yeah, all those things coming together actually just kind of like... After a lot of hard work and ambition, it all yes. kind of like worked out. Early early days, you're with your friends who you started this business with. And when you're hanging out, like what do the conversations look like? Like what are you excited about? Like what's... Music. Music? Yeah. Doing band posters? Pranking each other. Pranking each other, yeah. <laughs> not, like, not not pretentious design talk. No. No, just, like, being just being silly. Being silly. Yeah. So... I, mean, I think... I, no, I'm sure we had uh, serious conversations. Like, I, the one guy, Joe, like, he lives in Brooklyn. Yeah. He lives very far away in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, from where I live. Brooklyn's so big, it's hard to get to. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Sorry, Joe. He... We will always have, like, this weird, like creative conversations now that we'll just talk for like we'll get we'll drink and talk and just analyze the whole thing for hours yes um but i don't remember us doing that then we were just on. we just like making work and like learning about new things and like oh this is this new thing this is this i got this book from the library check this out okay so or you're like, getting books in the library so you're like, magazines yeah you're like looking at stuff and like figuring it all out and like it was small i don't want to this will make me seem old it was smaller then yeah. Like there wasn't as much visual inspiration as there is now. I'll tell you what, though. So I teach a class at an art school, and I don't know if this is indicative of other art schools, but in my situation, something that I'm, like, shocked by and kind of upset about is that they're never talking about or sharing things. Interesting. And I wonder if it's because everything's online. And so... Yeah. There's just like this assumption that, at, like, and everybody seems like, like, when's the last time you got into a band that someone recommended to you? Does that happen? I think it happens to me. Maybe. It happens to you, right? Um, no, that happens. Yeah. Sometimes. But so many, I mean, so More many. More than design, I would say. Right, yeah. But I feel like it used to be you had like two friends who knew the bands and they would get you the record. Yeah. And now, like ninety time, ninety like ninety percent of the time, if I ask someone, your your newest favorite band, where'd you hear it? And it's like Spotify related artists. Yeah. 
And so it's like <laughs> very, there's no social component to like, so the students are not sharing magazines. They're not talking about maybe artists. They're, maybe they're just communicating in a different way. Maybe they are. I, br- I brought, I talked to them about it and they said that there is a little bit of it, but yeah. a lot of it's just like se- their self-discovery, like going down a rabbit hole. I mean, I can remember like somebody bringing me books that changed the way I looked at things. Exactly. College. I remember when somebody's like, oh, you haven't seen the Sagmeister book? Look at it. Yes. Like, take it home for a night. Think about it. And, and it, you'd just be like, what? Yeah. And it, it would change everything. It, exactly. It would just change everything you thought about something. Like, that doesn't... I think we know too much now. We do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. No, it's tr- it's totally true. Do you think it's... R- there are degrees in which it's ruining it a little bit. I think it'll write itself. I'm sure it will. But um, that's a good faith in humanity. No, I think it, I think it will have to because I don't think I don't think everybody will want to have these social media presences. Yeah. In the world. True. Like, um, I don't know. Like. Because I have some presence out in the world True. through my social media yeah. that has some thing to it. So, like, when I started dating somebody new, like, they could look at all these things. And yeah. they have, it paints a better picture of me than, than I probably am in life. Or, like, it makes me seem important in some weird yes. way. right. And that's weird. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad or good. I'm just saying it's weird. Yes. And, like, that's... I feel like those are the... You know, if you think about some of the people that are the most popular in any creative industry. They're the most transparent people right now. Mm-hmm. Where does that go? Totally. Like, not everybody's going to want to do that forever. No. And that weird famedom from, like, internet things, like, I think that will write itself. And right. And all this other knowledge will write itself, too, in some way. Maybe not. Yes. Here's what I want to say. <laughs> I want to I talk about the B word. I know for a fact that in our collective circle of friends, if we have some, I think we have some overlaps of friends and... Everybody uh, knows everybody in this country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that branding. Branding. I didn't want to say it. Because I know how bad of a reputation the idea of branding and then even worse, personal brand. How bad a rep that gets. But that's what it sounds like you're talking about. It's like, there's a... You have a personal brand. Yeah, It's yeah. pizza. It's <laughs> pizza. And I, no. I do like pizza. Don't take that from me. But no. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. Um, it's like, it's weird because it's a requirement to like, being a successful individual creative now. It is. Like, you have to have a personal brand. It's yeah. weird. Like... And uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. It's a very hard thing to navigate that and then your regular life and your regular friends and like where... Oh, I think that's easy. I think I think just so, like meeting somebody new right? outside of that and her like looking into the world of like what we do and how, yes. we, how we all know each other. Right. It was, she's like, it's so weird. It's very weird. It's really weird. Yeah. I um, guess I mean mixing that. Like, my family, I don't have any, like, it's not weird for me. Like, you know, I have family and friends and people that aren't any part of that. Yeah. But I do find uh, 
you know, design famous, internet famous, yeah. personal brands, all of that stuff gets, it's new territory that is weird. weird. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Really weird. It's really weird. Very weird. And it's weird that I would never think, like, starting in design school, like, I was like, I just want to make logos for somebody. Yes. And, like, do all this stuff. But now it's like, it's so different now. You have to, like, think about, oh, I have to curate a online persona to get new work yeah if this is the work i want to keep doing right i guess that's why it's even hard like when you hit a like a valley uh-huh like that's why it's even harder because yes. you've done this stuff and it's hard not to let likes and different things and influence where influence you're going where your brain goes or like if you really really purely want to make work outside of like this new thing and you start posting online you're gonna immediately get feedback from that so totally like you have to almost step outside of that in a way are you thinking about doing that i don't know but i probably should because i just said it you podcast. <laughs> <laughs> evidence it yeah. i do find you know one of the things i've been curious about is like uh in terms of marketing right that you know the personal project daily drawing putting stuff out all the time, yeah. whether, you know, there's always a lot, there's always a, a backlash to things like that. And I think the backlash is like Beyonce dropping a secret, crazy giant project all at once. And I wonder if that's going to come over to our industry. But is that bad? No, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. But I was just suggesting maybe you should do that. It's already done. Do a, you've already... No. Oh, no. I was just saying it's already done. Like, you're saying it's already done. But. It's already done? What do you mean? What do you mean? I was just... You were saying... <laughs> like, the project was there. It was already finished. And I was saying, oh, like... I wasn't saying I'm already done with something. Oh. I was hoping edited. that... You this were, is going to get edited. That's edited. I'm going to drop yeah, it on your that's... podcast right today. It's edited. Yeah. It's, it's done. <laughs> I'm announcing it. <laughs> This is the project. the funniest thing ever. <laughs> That's the way. We're, this is the product launch. I have a whole like new this podcast. Crazy. I have a 50 episode deep podcast. <laughs> and you can I've find it on iTunes right now. <laughs> from Milk Glacier to Polisher to everybody. Don't you think though that that would do, that would do really well? What? That idea? Like something like that. Yeah, it would. You drop some cra crazy thing. I think yeah. I think that's a really good idea. All right, I'm cutting that out, and you can take it, and you can do your own. Or you can do it. <laughs> All right, I think we won't know it's done until somebody drops that. I'm not working on it. Wink. Gap did one where they launched it and it was like a Helvetica and it had like a gradient square and the people revolted and they went yeah. back to the old logo. I like, is it, <laughs> is it, 
Is this something you need to prepare for your students for? I don't so know. So, like, if you're going to go into logo design, be prepared to, like, sign up for therapy now. Yeah. Because everything you're going to make is going to be Do critiqued you... in a very specific way that you can read the comments in live time. Do you have, <laughs> uh, have you developed any anxiety about your relationship to the stuff that you put online? As an artist. I think so. Yeah. I think... I, ha- I just, for full disclosure, just so that I can say first, I have. Yeah. I have tons of anxiety, uh, you know, and I could, I'd love to dive into that to a degree because I'd like to clear up part of it, but I do, yeah. No, it's, you, it makes you have a really weird relationship to your work, I think. I don't even know exactly what that is, but it's, it's weird. It is, and it's hard to navigate, and I think that, uh, I heard an interesting take on it. If you look at, like, all the young uh, obviously, we're, design famous is but a speck upon actual famous. But yeah. if you look at like, I feel um, bad we talked about design famous. I the reason I <laughs> I like talking about it because I think it's creating an unhealthy dynamic. Dribble famous. Dribble famous. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. I, there's. I'm sure there's lots. I I, I don't want to be the person that's like you know, dismantling everything and yeah. saying how terrible all of this is. I'm not saying it's terrible it's at all. It's not terrible. It's just really weird and it's interesting. It's very weird and interesting. <laughs> and I, but I think if you look at this, the young celebrities, uh, I heard a point made of like, you know, Shia LaBeouf and uh, Amanda Bynes and Miley Cyrus, all of these people that have like, that go wacky under the scrutiny of instant feedback by millions of people. Um, that, well, I you mean, know, that's like, but you, th- that was... You think about like the Brat Pack. Yeah. That whole crew is going crazy. Yeah. But I guess, but, but were they having breakdowns or were they just being wild? I don't know. I don't know. I, well, you think about like, I, I, I'm not going to quote that because I'm not that accurate. There's like <laughs> that, that documentary on like HBO about Kirk Cobain and how he would read the news and like really take the criticism he got. Personally, like yeah, personally. okay, like, like, like the personal. reviews of his yeah. records, reviews, and then his personal life too. Okay, he's always under a, yeah a microscope. Um, that's interesting. Yes, but like that's, I guess this is even more direct and focused then because it's just anybody, anyone, and as an obscure uh, industry as design and illustration, that these dynamics come into play for pretty regular jobs. Yeah, they do. And that creates a dynamic where someone that's an illustrator just putting up work online, all of a sudden there's a lot of anxiety attached to it. For some people, not everybody. Some people don't seem to care. Um, I I think when I was more content with my work, I didn't attach myself to it. Right. But now that I'm going through some phase of like, what does it all mean? Kind of like, where am I going to go with my career? I think it's harder. Mm. I think I actually have to post things is harder. I don't want to post things. I don't want to share things as much or something. Because you're not as excited about it? Because I'm not excited about it or I'm like more worried about what people will think. Or, yeah. I There's like these weird dynamics. I, I can't even describe what they are. It's I know. Just, it's just gets weird. It's it is. It's, uh, it's, you have a weird relationship a, to it. Yes. And actually, although I think that it's not a comfortable thing to talk about or admit, at least for me, I think that it's something that it's good for people that are doing well. Like I feel like we're both we both have 
interesting careers that have, you know, we're supporting ourselves and all yeah. that kind of stuff, uh, still struggle with things like this. And I, yeah, I wonder what the future will hold of that. And, and I don't know. Do you, I don't know. I don't know where to, I don't know where to go from that other than what do I mean, what do you worry about? Now? Yeah. Well, I don't know. What am I going to be doing in 10 years? Yeah. Like, like where it goes next. It goes Do you next. feel like you hit a ceiling? Uh, that might be it, too. Okay. Like, in the sheer amount of, like, doing work in the editorial realm, you can only do so much work mm -hmm. right here. Yeah. Just sheer time spent. Sheer time. You're just yeah. doing so much work. Like, like it needs that needs to change, because you can't do that forever. Yeah. Um, so it's like, what what else do you do then? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I do think that, you know, every few seasons it's time to like, think about the crops that you're planting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's good. I like, do you have anything else to say about the branding thing before we shut it down? I don't know. I think I I'm will. Good. Can I, sorry, man. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Uh, I'll say one more thing. I think that there's a lot of backlash about that term and about that idea of branding and personal oh. brand. And I know um, we could talk a little bit about influencing, influencers oh and all that. That's a, it's a box to unpack, right? It's weird. It is a very weird thing. I had somebody who wanted me to influence something the other day. <laughs> Getting paid to influence? And they sent me this form email. It was just like, we... We're a, we're ex uh, meal supplement supplement company, which yeah. is, everybody kind of knows about now. It's like we'll send you twelve like there's like it totally had filled in. We would send you twelve bottles of X if you will promote your this on your social media channel. And based on your, your ranking and following, we can pay you twelve bottles of this. That's your payment. <laughs> and I was like. No. That's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. What is that? Uh, yeah. And that, do you think it's bad to do stuff like that? I mean, I, I think it's fine if it, uh, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> if it fits in your personal brand. Yes. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah. But the, the, I mean, this is what our conversation is about, is whether uh, there's any way to succeed without thinking about these things. Yeah. And I think even the people that are really anti-personal brand, yeah. that's part of their personal brand, whether they like <laughs> it or not. You're more branded than both of us, dude. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's no, true. It's totally true. And I think about how... And I, I think, it, to me, it all goes back to anything that is really powerful usually gets a bad reputation. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's the government or religion or branding or whatever, if it's yeah. a powerful tool, it's going to be more known for its wrongs than its rights. Yeah. And I think that that's where we're at with branding is there's this giant backlash of like, oh, no, I don't have a personal brand. Like, that's your brand. <laughs> your brand is anti-brand. You're the anti-hero brand. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. Uh, it's a weird time. Yeah. All right. That's enough for Brandon. All right, man. Thanks, Mikey. Thank you.
this recorder is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, you just give me an update when I need to turn, if you will. Be so kind. I will. Uh, so we're talking about comedians and the craft and how. I think you're going the wrong way. Head south already? South <laughs> yeah. Already going the wrong way? You can always, you can always go backwards. And turn right into Livingston Avenue. Livingston Avenue. We're talking about the delivering value and how comedians are masters at delivering a very specific type of value, which is making people laugh. And I was just saying that. Where am I going? Gotta turn left onto Parsons <laughs> Avenue. This is like behind the scenes. Uh, I like it though. It's dangerous. weird. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. Ca- if Mikey Burton doesn't survive, this is it'll this be my is fault. The last this, thing is the, this is the last thing you'll hear of him. I'm focusing uh, on the road. I'm focusing on the road and creativity. How far do I have <laughs> till I have to turn? Wait, wait, uh, I think it's the next little light. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, but I was saying that you said that you thought that what set your work apart was ideas, that you have ideas, whether they're good or not, they're funny, and there's always an idea behind your illustration, correct? You said that? I try. You try. And, uh... Oh, even if it's... There's an idea, even if it's bad, I guess. Right. Do you have, like, do... How do they come to you? Um, by... Like, are they epiphanies? No, it's sketching. Sketching. What does lots that process of, look like? Of, uh, sitting down. And, uh, <laughs> with, like, with or without pants? With, oh, with, with pants on. Right. I'm a pants wearer. Oh, good. I'm not a pantsless freelancer. <laughs> okay. Um, I, you know, I, I draw a lot, you know? When yeah. I'm thinking, I think... I think drawing there's a there's a thinking that happens with drawing that's very specific to that. Like yes. Trying to come up with visual ideas, I don't think you can just like sit down and I can't like magically think of like think a, of ideas. Like oh, this would be a witty idea. But um, where do I turn? On, on Whittier. Oh, on Whittier Street, uh, and it's a right. That's right. Uh, I think that. So you think with your hands. Gross. In a lot of ways. <laughs> Disgusting, Andy. So I did it. I think there is something about when you're sketching, you're looking at what you're drawing. (laughs) Yes. Um, And that, there's something that happens. I don't know what the interaction is. A scientist could probably tell you that there's some, you're triggering both parts of your brain or something weird like that. But you're, you're, learning something you're drawing a line and you're reacting to that line in your head and i think there's a dialogue that's happening when you're doing that internally okay and in, in, in your, and the whole thing is you're actually doing work yes right is that what makes it different you're actually working on something and that's what's generating more ideas right maybe i don't so, know does that okay. sound dumb no it doesn't like by the process of doing the process something's of doing. happening yeah, something's happening Yes. And you don't know how long that process will take always. Sometimes it can happen right away. Sometimes you might get some of it done and then come back to it later. So if they send you an article to illustrate, you just start drawing. What do you start drawing? Things from the article? Just. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, there's lots of like word lists too. Yes. You can write a word list, write down words, keywords from the thing. 
add to that. What I did, I did a... Uh, Google those words. Google. Uh, <laughs> I did a workshop just a few weeks ago, and instead of doing like a word list, I did a symbol list. Are you here? Yeah. Oh, a symbol list. Yeah, where... The symbolist. The symbolist. And I did a, I just started, instead of like saying, we were doing like an ice cream competition. Um, and I thought, we're going to start with like the most basic symbols that come out of your mind, like an ice cream cone. Uh, and then a contest would be a ribbon. And then just by drawing these things, and then I would re- make them go further up away from that, like an ice cream scoop and, an, and licking ice cream. And as you're like going further away, you're noticing things about the shapes and how they might interact with each I other. I think I do. I guess that'd be like a sub sketch. Yeah. Where you're like you have your nice sketch that's coming together, and then you have like your little dude. I think it's right here. Right here. Or just like I think it I can park right or something. I think, park. Right. Um, I think there's like something. Yeah, you you will look at like some symbols and like get ideas from that. Yeah. I think one of my favorite. I always had a favorite book I'd look at. As a designer, is those like I forget what they're called now. It's like to these two old logo books. Yeah, and they they're good just because they have a symbol for everything. Right. So you're thinking and like you're not you. Some people do ape what's going on, but like yeah, you're just it's getting the wheels going of like what do these symbols mean? Yes. If you can look at symbols that mean like if you're working on you know ice cream cone or something, you're looking at things that you know simple re- representations of that. Or things around that, you know, a hand holding ice cream cone. Yeah. Like, I think you start to generate ideas that way. I think that's, yeah. I mean, what you're saying, I, I totally agree It with. sparks, yeah, when yeah. you start looking at the, the symbols. And then, but do you have, uh, do you have a specific process that you do? Is it pretty similar every job that you get? Sketch-wise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. What do you do? It's, I open up my sketchbook and fill the page. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a page. Fill right? a whole page. Is that like the I parameter? Usually, that I you usually set work yourself? like a page or two pages or page and a half. I just will go until it. I feel like I've exhausted whatever that is. Like right. until I don't. You can't my, possibly think of anything else yeah, to draw. Within you know, if I have more time, it probably is harder because I'll just keep going. Yeah. If you have less time, it makes you forces you to kind of get them all out as quickly as you can. Yes. And actually, I also noticed about your sketchbooks that you fill all the space. Yeah. And so, do, do have you ever like? Does that process inform things where like you have a weird, abstract bit of negative space that you have to fill, and then you fill it with like a, something that you might have not drawn otherwise? I think it's the, um, it's the when you have the corner that you haven't. Yeah, it's when you when you get that final corner and you really want to push. You want to come up with something. And sometimes I'll cop out and just, like, squiggle something dumb. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you really, like, fo- like focus yourself and, like, try to, like, come up with something else for that corner, that's usually when I get something weird or, like, different or, like, yes, what I thought of. Okay, so for my students, I always ask for a ridiculous amount of ideas. Yeah. Like, ten. Like, I want ten ideas that are all unique. Yeah. And the reason is, I've told this story before on the podcast, but uh, when I was in college... They made me come up with four different ideas for my my project, uh, my my final year project, and I came up with the first idea and I was like, "That's the one I'm doing. Yeah. That's got to be awesome." And I was so pumped about it. Spent all of my prep time, all of my research time on that project, 
And the night before I had to deliver the other ideas, I just laid in bed and came up with three other things. And yeah. I tried to come up with bad ideas so that they would pale in comparison to the one that I knew that I was doing. Yeah. And that the fourth, the last one I came up with was the Indie Rock Coloring Book. Oh. And so I always think that often like... That's interesting. Yeah. When you don't have the pressure on or when you're like, all right, I'm coming up with more. I'm going to fill right. that space. How yeah. about a coloring book for adults? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a throwaway. Something but stupid. whatever. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I always... I think it's more likely that's the answer. Yeah. I think more likely you will do a bunch of work and it'll be the very last thing you make. I also think sometimes... I'd say that's like 75% of the time. Yeah. I would say there's that magic 25% where it is your first idea. Mm-hmm. And that idea is actually good. Yes. Christoph Neiman says that... Um, are, you, are you a fan of this? Yeah. Chris, yeah, of course. Uh, how could you not be? Uh, what if I said th- no just for the podcast? <laughs> yeah. No, we that guy's the worst. You. We, He's awful. So overrated. Uh, he, he says that... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that... Having craft is about being able to deliver good stuff every time, but then you can't control delivering great work. That that's like there's a serendipity to it. Oh, I could totally see that. Really, that's, that's really insightful. You that can't, resonates with you too. Yeah, you can't like I can never plan like what my best illustrations will ever be. Yes, it's always the ones that just. You're in it and you do it, and it's better than your other stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't know how that relates to personal work necessarily, but like client work is always like that. Uh-huh. It's always like you don't know what you're going to get in a project, and then whatever comes out of it, that's what's interesting. Like, I can think of so many jobs that I thought would not be good, great. Yeah. Like doing stuff for like, nah, I don't want to say that because <laughs> Like, there's some jobs you just think, this isn't going to be good. Yeah. Like, I'll do it, and I'm really excited to do it, but this is, like... Why do you think that It's going to be boring. Or, maybe I don't even think that. I just think sometimes you think it can't be great. Yeah, yeah. I I actually think that, for me personally, a lot of the times... Are you in a pickle, time-wise? No, we got some time. Okay. Um, That, for me personally... That's going to take a shower. Okay. (laughs) How long are your showers? Um... This is for the interview. I don't know. <laughs> Do you take baths? No. I'm hardcore about baths. I but I take showers, oh my too. Gosh. But I take showers, too. You take baths? I love baths. It's oh, part of my process. I feel like you, I just disliked you a little bit. <laughs> a little bit I put more you in a than different you already category. did dislike me. I really like you, Eddie, but I just How put could you, you not a... like baths? That's the thing. That's my stewing time. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think about you have to clean the bath before you do it. I know, yeah, you gotta rinse the bath and I, I keep it pretty clean. My wife cleans the bath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but, I, <laughs> um, but I uh I think that a lot of times for me, I will do I'll get, it's often for me it's pressure. So like if I get a job and it's like, oh man, I I gotta knock this out of the park that I often come up with worse stuff than some random oh, magazine that comes I never, up. I never approach... I hardly ever get excited about anything. Really? <laughs> like, I hardly ever, like, put that weight on me. Yeah, okay. Like, to be like, this has got to be great because it's for this. Like, I'm always just, like, even keel and just, like, it'll be what it will be. Really? Yeah, I never, like... 
I mean, I'll try to sketch and over-provide up front, yeah, but I'll, yeah. I don't, like, stress out about it. Why? I don't know. I just don't. I Because I've been doing it for a long time. I do it way less than I used yeah. to. That's for sure. I think the last time I did it was uh, was for a band that I really liked. Yeah. That I just thought, man, I have this opportunity... And if and if I would if you know if I would have got this opportunity five years ago, or ten years ago, I guess I would have been so stoked out of my mind. I better take it seriously, and and I want it to be good. Yeah. And it took then it meant then it meant that I spent I got paid hardly any money and spent like <laughs> half a sketchbook trying to come up with something. Uh, it's the worst. Uh, but I yeah I don't know when the pressure's off I tend to like perform better. Because I'm like playing, and it's yeah. more fun. No, that's I. I totally agree with that. I think that's it's true. It yeah. doesn't like the less you stress. I think that's the whole thing. The less you stress about most things, and just do the work, the better it is. Yes. Like I don't. I mean, I work really hard, but I never get like really stressed out about stuff. Right. Like I don't like because I trust myself. Yes. Because I don't like when you're in school, you have to stay up like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying up for like three days, man. Yeah, yeah. Smoking like chain smoking <laughs> yes. cigarettes. I'm I'm in the zone. This is how design works. And like that's not I filled 18 <laughs> sketchbooks. That's not how it works though. It's not no, like no. it's not like the the more you work, the longer you experience things, the more you have experience in what you're doing, the more you trust yourself, the more you realize like, hey, like sometimes like sometimes you do pull an all-nighter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might just because you're jazzed on like whatever you're doing, yeah. But like sometimes it's like, like that. I don't think that creates like the best ideas though. I think when you just naturally kind of, um, I just lost my train of thought. Is it a confidence? No, it's just like trusting yourself. Like I yeah. found that like, if I go to <laughs> if I go to bed and get a yeah. full night's sleep, if I'm if I'm, I'm if I'm awake late and I'm like sketching. Yeah. And, like, I just cannot figure it out. Totally. Like, I think the the rookie mistake is to just keep sketching yes. through the night. Yeah. Like, I found at some point, like, if I go to bed, if I read the article, think about it, go to bed, you'll wake up with ideas in the morning. You And you know what? So that's actually, like, scientifically proven. Yeah. And, like, if you're if you're thinking hard about something and then you go to bed, your subconscious will work on it it's overnight. Gonna work on, it's going to work on it for you. I did. So I, I knew that I've heard that. Yeah. Late recently, like a, like two weeks ago, uh, the last episode of the podcast before the Tyler Deeb one, uh, I was thinking really hard about what are the topics, what are the things I want to talk about, and I literally woke up with, like, a Radiolab uh Reference, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, that's what it should be about." Yeah. And it, but literally, right when I woke up, and and I totally agree that early. I think early on in your career, you think, "Oh, I just got to keep like, you know, this grinding." Is, this is my life. Yeah, I don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, and the glory of that. Yeah, uh, but I, no, I totally, I totally relate to that. Do you? How did you gain that confidence, though? I think I just went to sleep one time. <laughs> You're like, this is way better. Just going to sleep. Um, I th- no, I think it was like really. I was like, I'm just gonna have this in the morning, and then I was like, oh, it totally. When did you shift from being m- like more neurotic or like you, we were talking about like ambition and all that earlier? When did you shift from feeling like oh, I gotta make this thing happen to you know what I'm doing? It's working, and I feel and I feel like I'm good at this, and I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Did you have like? You mean sp- like, in the instance of like 
just doing projects or just like in like overarchingly? Either. It could be like a project that you got or it could be like finances changed a lot or whatever. But you I said think, early on I mean, you I were... think the first... first year I started freelancing on my own not like with my old company like yeah I made like more money than I'd ever made before at any job at the agency at anything and I think that's probably when I was like I trusted myself more or something or like realized I would still say yes to a lot of things but like I was working all the time but I began to trust myself more or something Mm -hmm. Maybe because that was all, like, I, to that point, I'd been working at an agency, doing all the work there, going home, moonlighting, doing all that work. Yeah. And, like, just, like, burning the candle at both ends. I wasn't, like, like, I didn't feel great. I didn't feel healthy. I felt, like, exhausted. Yep. Um, I think at this point, like, I was more, fo- I could see my career coming together a little bit more. I think I just became, game to trust myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of those opportunities that were happening, like... A couple of the first, like, I, you know, you get something for the New York Times, you do it once. It's still thrilling and scary. And, yeah. like, but, like, once you do it, like, a couple times, you're like, oh, like, that's the worst one. Like, that's the worst, like, deadline you can meet is one of those. Yeah. It's like a day. True. Like, any other one is, like, way more time. Yes. Yeah. And if, when you see yourself do something that quickly. Yeah. And it's like, it might not be the best thing ever, but it might like hit a, like some do. Like uh-huh. you start to trust yourself. There's more like easy. a tried and tested thing that happens. The mo- just the time you spend yeah. doing yeah. it. And it's funny because I feel like I've been like lately I've been not in my sketchbook as much. Mm-hmm. Like I've been I don't know what's been going on. I feel like design. You burning out? Not not burning out necessarily. Like I think like. I feel like work has become easier. Maybe because I'm not doing like as exciting stuff. I'm doing interpretations of things I've done before or something yeah, where the like, yeah. work time like goes down to nothing. Yep. And then I'm doing a lot of work and like it's almost like I'm doing more like admin stuff than yeah. ever before. And then you're not like in your sketchbook. Like Making I opened stuff. my I opened my sketchbook the other day and I just like looked at it. I was like, I don't even know what to do with this thing right now. Really? And I hadn't felt that in like years, just like, oh my gosh, like I had to put ideas in there (laughs) and like it just felt so foreign like i i because i i don't know just like thinking about editorial in that terms i don't know it was a Uh, weird day yeah but i just could tell i was rusty Uh uh-huh and you don't want that (laughs) i definitely noticed that if i don't uh for me it's more like finals if i don't work on a final like a you know i'm not actively making final work for like a week or two weeks or something, and I go back to make it, yeah. I'm really rusty. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I can't remember what my tricks are. Like, how, how do I make this look right? Yeah, I think when you're really in the zone of, like, making a lot of work, like, personal work, like, I can think about, like, when I was doing, like, a lot of food stuff. Yeah. And then, like, the editorial work stuff. It, like, it was, like, more of, like, a well-oiled machine where, like, you can just throw stuff into it and like it'll come out and yes. it'll be fine and it'll be good. It won't be bad. It'll be good because you're already doing work. Yeah. You already have the momentum going and you can just throw anything into that machine because it's already yeah. in motion. Yeah. And it's easier that way. If you, if you stop, like I feel like I came to a full stop on yes. a lot of things. Right. And now I'm like trying to grease the wheels again. This and is that's why I took, go ahead. Sorry. And that's why it's just hard. It's harder to come 
get out of that full stop. And then, like, like one project will take, like, forever. You uh, can't even get one project done. Yes. I feel like this spring has just been me, like, stuck on, like, so many projects. I don't know if that's just the nature of... It might have just been a weird season. Yeah. Because I felt like I was delivering good work. But, like, it just felt so taxing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I just didn't... Like, everything just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. Yeah. You get something done early, and it would... Come back, yeah. and, oh, and, yeah. and people would want more. People want off. more, or people like I don't know. Those just... are the worst seasons. Yeah, that ha- yeah, that yeah. totally happens. And I, I call that that thing you're describing. I said it was like creativity is like breastfeeding, where the more you <laughs> pump, the more it flows. It's true though, right? <laughs> Come on, it is. I listened to it's that a, one. Did you... <laughs> I was like, all right, Andy. It is. A... All right, I'm in breastfeeding world right you're... now with so many children <laughs> running around, but. uh that's my, the past seven years of, of our life is like, you know. I sounded insensitive there. I don't want to sound insensitive. That was breastfeeding, Mikey. It's Breast normal. It's great. It's, it's you need to celebrate it. I do. Okay, uh, but I I do think that when you're when you and that's why I think personal projects are really important, especially when you're not uh, clients are coming to you all the time. Yeah, you should be continuing to make stuff. I had another question for you about um, has there anything in the past month or two hit a spark with you where it was like that thing that lights up that you get excited about making stuff like oh that that thing kind of like was exciting uh, i started doing some like collage stuff the other day yes and i was like that's cool i loved that and it felt different and good yeah but i shouldn't put it online Maybe that's the problem. Because right. <laughs> then I start putting it online, and like, I'm like, then I start like worrying about it. Uh huh. I just need to, need to I just need to like, yeah, Beyonce a little bit. Yeah. But I think you, some of that, when you try new things, sometimes you want a reaction, like a gut reaction I from people. I feel like you. Too. I feel like it's not bad to get that. No. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I especially loved the thing that you did. That uh, I think you ha- have it as your wallpaper. Huh. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. It's just Some new stuff. It's just trying stuff. But I think you have to... Uh, I did an episode about seasons where it's like recognizing when, okay, the, 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 the soil is barren. I need to like... I need to plant something different. Do everything, turn, turn, turn. <laughs> there is a season. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think I... Because if you plant the same crops yeah. too many years in a row, the, those nutrients are soaked up, and you got to throw yeah. something else in there. And I the always, times come. It's interesting because, like, it, and you always have to stay fresh. Because I think the thing you do now, people aren't going to want for like in like two years. Oh man, two or three years—that's when somebody's going to want that thing. So do you, you always, struggle with that. Lately, yeah. 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 Lately, yeah. It's like something I planted a long time ago. Do you want these old crops? Yeah. And I'm like, what about these new things? These are rotten, man. Yeah, these are... <laughs> I can take an analogy so yeah. far. <laughs> I, can go so, I can go so long with it. But, I, but it's true. Like, And I, there was a season where I thought, you know what? I just, wanna, um, I just want to go with the flow and stop being... Because I, I went through a period of time where I was like really mad because people would... I'd get an ad job and they'd reference something I did in like 2009. And I'd be yeah. like, off Google. Yeah. And I'd be like... No. And there was just a time where I just like, you know, yeah. sucked it up and I was like, whatever. I'll learn something yeah, new that's, that's and always, it'll be fine. 
I think always add jobs paid a little bit more, so you're always like a little bit like okay, <laughs> like all right. You're like you're like all right. Nobody's gonna see this. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, nobody's yeah, gonna see right. this. Yeah, but yeah. you know those are never easy jobs. They're, they're never always easy. They're hard. always really they're always hard. hard. You're gonna make some money, but they're always hard. That's they're always a hard. Wor- they're not gonna make you work for it creatively. No. They're gonna make it you work for it in blood, sweat, and tears, and yeah. emails, and meetings, and phone calls. Meetings about meetings. Meetings about meetings. Yes. Awesome, man. Thanks for adding some more. Yeah, no problem. Good talking to you. Nice talking to you. All right. That was a lot of uh, conversation for you. I hope you really enjoyed it. I will be back next week with a new episode, and I just want to thank Mikey Burton again. Thanks, buddy. I really, really enjoyed hanging out with you. I will see you soon, I'm sure. Guys, thanks for listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. All right. It's been a fabulous, fabulous time sharing with you and caring with you and I wish I wanted another rhyme there. I always get stuck on the second one. Uh, Sharing, caring, wearing our feelings on the... (laughs) I don't know. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate all your support and love and sharing and enthusiasm. Uh, You keep me going on this bad boy. Thank you to our proud syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Thanks to Yoni Wolf, the lead singer of the band Y, for our theme songs. Thanks to Nate Utesh, my buddy, from a fellow Indianaian, uh, for uh, the Metavari tracks, for the, the interwoven tracks throughout this episode. You can find their stuff at soundcloud.com slash Metavari. Guys, listen to me. It's hard to make creative work. I get it. Believe me, it's hard for me lots of times. I'm serious about this. Like, you've got to stay pumped and dedicated and excited about what you're doing. Find the ways to do that and stay pepped up. 